Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Jim and Sam Town Square. We have another very special episode for you guys. It's part two with Troy Kwan. I'm Scott King. Jim and Sam fans know me from the Forbes articles. I've written about the guys, and I'm joined, as always, by multiple Emmy Award-winning television producer, Chris Cangilla. Chris, Troy was awesome in both interviews. It's great to share the second one. You know, he was, and it's, it's incredible because, Scott, Troy was honest, and he always is honest on the show, but he also just kind of, you know, was truthful in everything that's happening, you know, and and, and how the relationships on the show work, you know, how his life has kind of evolved, how Jim's life has evolved and 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 Sam's role in uh, in putting everything together. It's a it's an honest interview. Uh, we had fun. We talked music. It's it's good. And I'm so glad that he was generous with his time to give us part two. It was. And we even heard a little bit about Travis gave Travis his, his due and, and his role. So we heard we really covered everything in both the second part for sure. Yep. So it's uh, great. We want to bring it to you right now. Here's part two with Troy Kwan in the town square. Troy, welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us again here. You know, we talked a lot about your music and a lot of great Jim and Sam stuff already. I want to keep going with a little bit of Jim and Sam on Thursday's show. You might have thought you were out of the woods with the Bobby Lazers talk. It came back and I, I think it seemed like you and probably some of the audience like a little drop in your stomach. Oh, more. And then you guys got into it. And like, I'm going to listen to the whole thing because it's always everyone's angles and how ridiculous the guy is. But also maybe there's something there like, does that are you still up for those discussions? And are you still fascinated by that guy? I like yeah, I think Bob Lazar is great. I think he's, you know, uh, I think he's cool. I think he's telling the truth. Um, it, I, Jim does not feel that way. He feels that uh, he, he's he's a fraud and he's a liar. Um, we've gotten into it so many times. So I sometimes I just go like, oh, I don't feel like doing this right now. And then, you know, like Sam, this is why Sam is a master, because then he'll be like, he just he just keeps he just knows where to keep hitting. And then he's all right, fine. We'll talk about it. <laughs> you know, like it kind of becomes one of those things, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, like I, I kind of feel like, oh man, are we boring people? Cause it's like, it's the same conversation over and over and over again. Like, so I don't know. I, I'm glad that you guys enjoy it. It, it does. It, it, it feels sometimes a little repetitive to me, but you know, I, I guess it's funny, you know, it's funny just to hear people argue is I guess what it is, you know, does the sound clip where you say that, Bob is BS. Does that haunt you? Can you remind me how you were co coerced into saying that? I probably said it like uh, you're probably frustrated at the conversation going so long. Like, fine, right? Sam was yeah. like, like yeah. leading you on to say, I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I think it was probably more like, like, all right, let's fine. Just let's say that Bob Lazar is, you know, like, and I think you know they just take that little that little clip. <laughs> Yeah, do you have to edit that and put that together yourself? Like here, no, like, they, those, those guys, they'll, they'll figure. If it's against me, they'll they'll they're the ones that'll <laughs> figure it out and get it. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably how it came about. I don't I don't really remember because that, that that was like almost I don't want to say like pre pandemic. I mean that was yeah. like like right whenever that Bob Lazar documentary came out. Um, so yeah, it's but you know Jim doesn't ever he doesn't tend to necessarily he'll never believe into any any of those conspiracy theories so it, it i guess it is just funny and i i, I tend to just like to ruffle his feathers a little bit you know yeah, about like right. kind of getting into it with him a little bit but it's it's all in good fun speaking of jim we were we were talking about this a little bit for this week's recap you've obviously known him uh for so long now going back to ona and seeing those days and how he is now 
he seems really happy now. He's, his his gigs are going great. He's selling out a ton. Seems very happy with his girlfriend. Did, did you get more of like an angry Jim uh, early on? And, but I, I think he's still as funny now as when he was angry Jim too. Just kind of like what you think of of his evolution and where he's at. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I mean, he's just I I, I don't know if I know anybody that's as quick as Jim. I mean, he's just he's razor sharp. Um, uh, and I, yeah, it just I guess it's just the evil, you know, it's just fun to see the evolution of somebody, especially, you know, when you see him every day and you, you hear like I hear like an old Jim clip and I'm like, wow, like it's he's, he, you know, angry and aggressive. And uh, <laughs> now he's like kind of just jolly and just fun, <laughs> just like very low key. And um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, you know, I've been a fan of his you know, even before the show. So, it, yeah. you know, to be able to work with him and see the evolution firsthand is pretty cool. So do you think that uh, maybe a little bit of uh, your lives are parallel where, you know, Jim, a little angrier, a little bit uh, more, I wouldn't say destructive behavior, but a little bit something that probably wasn't always, and maybe that parallels your life a little bit. So you both are kind of in a different spot right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the, it is funny, the things that parallel with, with me and Jim. It's, it's either like we're we're, exact, we're a lot alike or we're polar opposites, you know? So it's it's funny. Uh, like he'll say, like, I've, you know, you know, I have to get up and urinate, you know, five times, of the hat. times a night. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. Like I have to do this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah it, just it's like funny. Like Scott and I were talking in our preview episode, I'm closer to Jim's age. I think we're a year or two off. Scott mm-hmm. is closer to Sam and Travis's yeah. age. So we're it's, it's years we come from different perspectives. You're kind of wedged in the middle there a little bit. Um, so yeah, so when when Jim talks about those old men things, I'm I'm there and all the 80 movies and the 70s movies that none of you guys even heard of, I'm right there. And then of course, Scott just brings it home when he's talking about the 90s and the, and the rap and all the hip hop stuff that he loved there. So it's right in his wheelhouse too. Yeah, so yeah. Get into your guys kind of temperament, Troy. I remember like so vividly, it was like the way you talked about it was so fascinating and honest that during the pandemic, like you had just your anxiety, your anxiety was bad. You had had it with New York and you're like, man, I just, I got to get out of here. And then obviously you, you get to Florida, things turn around. And I think now you're saying, well, you're doing yoga and stuff. So how's that kind of, how's that kind of evolution for you going? And what, what have you done? Good. Well, yeah, I mean, the pandemic really kind of messed me up. It yeah. just, it, it, made, it made me want to be away from people and, and disconnected and, and, and kind of, I don't know, like a, like a paranoia, you know, and um, going into this new year, I, I just, I had kind of hit my, like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like I have to, I have to, I have to change. I have to change mentally. And so I, I I've been, I've been um, religiously doing yoga. I mean, pretty much, I mean, I did a 90 day challenge. So 90 days consistently of yoga, um, you know, and it's, it's just, it, it helps. I mean, it just, it, it just calms me down, you know, like, you know, sometimes it's just uh, crazy. And then just like, you just kind of tire your, almost tire your body out. So it's like, I, I don't know, I don't know how that works, you know, but it just, you make yourself almost like relaxed and you just think clearer and slower and calmer and you think through things as opposed to i'm very reactive a lot so like i'll just ah, i'll react to stuff and it's like it's not necessarily the best way to be so i found i found more peace and inner happiness by you know and 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 like i i try to get you know a good night's sleep i try to um i try to do a lot of things that kind of help my my mental health so 
Yeah, it's definitely, you know, important to do that, especially, you know, if you're in stressful situations as it can happen in, in the work that we do. Yeah. Um, I got to ask you this question. They've been talking about your legendary status a lot. Does that <laughs> truly bother you? It seems to bother you on air, but if it does, and I'm sorry if I'm going into charted territory that you don't want to go into, but does that bother you for real? Or is it just like, yeah, it's just, I'm tired of talking about it. It just was, it was like, it was yeah, like, we, like I, the the problem is is you let Sam know that some, you're like hey like I'm kind of over talking about this like I'm, you don't have to telegraph that yeah yeah like like we've we've gone down this road Sam like I don't know what else you want me to say about it and then he just has to keep like keep hitting and keep hitting so you know it's funny I don't I you know I, I don't I don't I don't care you know but you know it's he just knows like it's like I, I don't know what else you want me to say like okay like I've we've talked about this, right? I've been telling these stories on the air for 15 years. Like, where, where do you want me to go? You know, and, you know, having a, you know, you, you and you evolve and you grow up and you, you know, and yeah, I've, you know, I'm, I'm engaged now. So it's, you know, yeah. it's a little bit, you know, things it's, are different. So it, it wouldn't, I don't think if you didn't reach that level that Sam would find as much joy bringing back to the old days, you know, if you were still in that, it wouldn't be a story. But now that you're in this different part of your life, he, uh, he wants to kind of needle it and, and poke the bear and, and stir it. I mean, he is the best ester yeah. in the whole business, right? Oh, he's the best. There's no one, there's no better, uh, you know, starter of trouble than Sam Roberts for sure. <laughs> it, it, talking about, you know, where you're at now, I, I think you've always kind of been the, the calm guy on the air and have great perspective. There was one time I thought you lost your cool during a, a certain Halloween party. And I, I'm just wondering, and you and you came back and you admitted it. You said, ah, I, I should have, whatever, it shouldn't have bothered me that much. But what was it about S. Loaf dressing up as you for Halloween that, that really kind of got under your skin? I guess it was more like uh, there was so much incompetence in his, his, his work ethic and, and what he could do where it was like, uh, like who like who who are you to like who are you to do this you know but behind the scenes Travis and Sam were kind of like no you should do that that's that's what you should do <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's just you know hey look at the end of the day you know is it funny radio are people entertained you know yeah 100 yes. was it was it on the same lines as when Dennis did the beep bop boop boop with the radio great uh, question tube that was like uh that was just like Dennis and I had like a I don't know like a weird relationship where like you know we, we were cool but like it was just you know I don't know a little weird and I was like yeah. okay I'm gonna really make an effort this Christmas to really get him know him and get to yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna find a cool gift for him I'm gonna give it to him and I'm gonna say hey man like almost like a peace offering like hey man let's be cool and then he still just started making fun of it. And then he was he was more excited about a Wendy's gift card. Yeah. Than like, anybody could have given him. Yeah. And if it was like 10 bucks. Right. Like, Ooh, this is great. I was like, I got him like this thoughtful gift. And as Sam would probably say, well, you're both DJs, so you should be yeah. you're not the same at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I I you know, I love Dennis Falcone. He's a great guy. So sure he brought a lot to the to yeah, the show. Sorry to hear about his layoff. Yeah. 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 They, nice they a lot of let a lot of people go, unfortunately. So Absolutely. Let me ask you about the way, like I do this too. And you know, the, the kind of the core crew you guys have now 
on Jim and Sam, sometimes something I like to do is go back and kind of listen to how you guys kind of all started with ONA on YouTube and, and like look at key moments and listen to it. It's, it's so fun. Um, I'm curious if you do that or if you do that with like Patrice or like, do you go back and go get down a Opie and Anthony rabbit hole at all? I can't listen. I can't really. Listen yeah, no, I can't. It's almost like PTSD. Almost. I know yeah. that sounds weird. No, I understand uh, from your perspective. You know, it's just like, I was just too close to it. It was just weird. It wasn't, uh, I, 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 I look back. It's like I said, I look back at certain moments of that time, time with Sam, time with club set of Kenny, some bits, some, 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 some funny things that happened on the show. I look back at those fondly, but there's a lot of it that was just really dark and just not fun, not fun to deal with behind the scenes. Um, so sometimes I'll hear a clip or something. I'm just like, Ooh, Nope, no, yeah. we're not listening to that. <laughs> you know? And I know that, I don't know if that's weird, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I definitely do not go back and listen to any, any, any I don't even, I don't like hearing my own voice. So I probably won't even listen yeah. to this podcast. When yeah, it comes I hate, to- <laughs> I, I, I hate my own voice too, but do yeah. tell your friends to listen, please. Um, yeah. the, the thing that I like and, and, and sure any workplace has disagreements and, and there could be some tension along there, but it really seems that everybody, you five guys that are working on this show do care about each other, have great working relationships. There's a great division of labor. You cover for each other. It seems like it's a healthier place. Am, am, am I right there? Or, or you can just you know lie to me and tell me that I am. No, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think, uh, I think with the hosts, they, they, they know how to work with each other. They know how to play off each other's strengths. Um, I think with the show structure, I think Travis does an excellent job at running it. You know, he executive, he's the executive producer. Um, so, and, and everybody understands their role and, 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 uh, I, I appreciates the other, I think that's, that's what it comes down to. And, and, um, you know, like he, everybody brings something cool to the table. I mean, you know, Mike Montone, you know, when he, when he got added to the show, you know, like he has like a reporter, more of a reporter side um and that was an interesting take on it and with mike i mean just i mean his vocabulary sometimes is so funny and just the words that he pulls and puts together and um and you know how he phrases things sometimes it's just hysterical so there's an intelligence there i think i think there's an intelligence his vocabulary and his writing for sure yeah and he's he's a brilliant writer you know some of those bits like if you hear like a bit like sometimes during commercial break like he'll write that and like some of that the recaps that he does yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, it's uh, it's interesting because you guys do get along so well. Do you think that um, any additions to the staff would kind of throw off that balance? I know Soraya was in a lot, um, and and then when she's in, it's like I don't hear enough from you guys, and I, I think she's great, but I, I mean, it's kind of like a, a good balance when everybody's there. Yeah, I think it's, and that's the 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 good part is like kind of knowing where your spot is. You know what I mean, like. You know, just chi- chiming in just for the sake of chiming in just doesn't make sense. You know, like if it's something I know about and I can talk about, some Travis knows and he can talk about, I think it's just kind of waiting, waiting your time, you know, and just, and that way, like, cause like if you try to like crowbar into like every conversation and make it about you or make it a, take it in a weird, like you almost got to let those two, Jim and Sam's kind of steer it where it's going to go. And then you have to just jump in where you can and then jump out, you know, and. I think the listeners would 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 hear that when if you're trying to squeeze something in and that you're trying to make yourself a star rather than when you guys do do it, it's something substantive and you do contribute, you know, and it's and it's cool that way for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. And no, I, I think so too. And I think it's, it's, and it's, it, you know, it just takes years of knowing, you know, some people, you know, like Sam knowing what, what I'm, what, what like I can contribute and kind of asking me a question that he can then play off of and then spin it into where he wants to go with it or, um, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it's just, and it's knowing like, you know, where, where to, yeah, like where to fit in, where's your, where's your spot to get in, you know? When you first heard that Jim and Sam was going to be a show and you, and you knew who was involved, did you say, okay, me, Travis, Jim, Sam, that's, that's a show, like, because your guys history, like, did you know you guys were going to have a good show and a good rapport or did that, did that still take a while to, to get there? Yeah. Were you concerned at all when, when it first launched, like, is this going to work? Well, I, I had gone to do Sam's night show and it was so much fun. I mean, it was that nobody cared about us. Nobody, nobody paid attention. The show was we on. Cared. We listened. We listened. Yeah. We cared. Well, it, no, nobody from management. I mean, they, right, they literally, enough. we were on this lost island and it was so much fun. And Sam was literally like, whatever you want to do, like, let's do it. Let's bring in weird rappers or weird people or whoever, just tell them to come by, you know? And it, it, it was so much fun. So when it was like, okay, it's going to morning. It's going to be in Jim and Sam. I knew it was going to be great because Jim is great. And I knew that those two together is going to be really good. But it was a little bit of a bummer going to mornings just because like we had this like awesome night schedule. But uh, like that was really the only thing that was kind of like a little bit like, oh, man, like we're adjusted to nights here. This is great. You know, we're on our own island now. It's like, you know, but then it became, you know, when it started happening, it was like, OK, this is this is awesome. You know, this is a really cool show. So um, and then, you know, just the more you get to know each other and. I think the better the show became too, you know, like um, just knowing each other's strengths and, and, you know, creating storylines and going back to storylines. And um, that's, you know, I think that's what what made the show, what makes the show great. Can I ask a question? Uh, Booking the show, is that who's, who's doing a lot of the guest booking right now? Uh, Well, Sirius has a talent. They have a talent book. We had Roland for, for, for Mo and A, all the way and he left and then they have a talent booker that's kind of rotating a couple people but then it's usually between serious talent and then travis travis will bring in the comedians he'll he'll book comedians so like when you hear ian in that's that's through travis um muster's train trouble muster's train trouble but that you know that seems to be ian's ian's thing is train trouble i don't know why he just doesn't leave earlier i don't that doesn't make any sense to me but it he always delivers every time he's on he's Ian, ian for sure yeah uh, so I, you know, I want to keep you in that, that kind of Zen space you're in. I don't want to pull you out of it, but I, I got to ask you what ticks you off or rubs you the wrong way the most about, uh, Mr. NDT, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> uh, I guess just maybe, I guess it's just, he, he, he comes across very pompous to me. It's just, it's just annoying to me. I mean, I don't really, at the end of the day, like it's, it is whatever it, you know, it is what it is. It's just fun to kind of rag on him a little bit, you know. He has he does he does have that like uh you know, kind of looks down at you for being less smart than him, you know. So it, it kind of it's just, and it's just fun to just rip on him, you know. And it, and it, I feel like I feel like since I started kind of ripping on him, I feel like there's other people that have been jumping on it, you know. And so I kind of like kind of leaning into it a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's you know whatever, it's just fun. Just have well, just goofing around, you know. Yeah, the sure. last time he was in, I did he have limited time because i think that there's i think you guys are talking about there's like feedback on twitter that everyone wanted to hear you go at him but like did they say oh you know he's gotta be step else. out for this interview <laughs> yeah you remember that that working that way or no uh that way you know he, he only has a window yeah. he has a window of time 
you know, and I, I kind of like, my feeling is like, I've gotten into it with him before, you know, it, 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 we, we've done it, you know? So it's like, do we want to keep doing it? If I have some, if I have something to say, I'll say it. Um, but it, yeah, it's more like, it's more like I, you know, I don't know. I feel like we've done it. So it's like, why, why, why do it again? Unless I had something, you know, to hit him with, but sure. to just, but, you know, rip on him, you know, and, and you know what the problem is too, is like, he, he comes in, he comes in and he's like, he's actually very, a very nice guy, you know, to come over and shake your hand. And so it's, it's kind of hard to have like, you know, anger towards the guy that like comes over and shakes your hand. He's like, Hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. <laughs> like, it's like what Jim says. Like if you're angry with somebody in the car and then that person gets out of the car and says, I'm so like, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. apologize. You're like, Oh God. Diffuse the situation. Yeah. 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 Let me but pivot. I, I do look. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, I, I do like that. Cause I, I'm a, I like Dr. Michio Kaku a lot. I think he's great. He was just had a great Rogan appearance. And uh, so I like now that I'm trying to create these teams, like it's this team against that team. It's, you know, Pick your Michio against Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, you know, like I'm, I'm team Michio. So we know where Jim sure. is because the elevator. Yeah. Ah, always <laughs> get scared. Oh, little always people. get scared. Yeah. Let me ask you more uh, about music because that's what I care most about. I love this Jim and Sam show, but it's nice to talk to somebody who has a love for it as well. There's a couple of documentaries that I absolutely love. I want to know if you've watched them, your takes on them, that kind of thing. There's one about Muscle Shoals and the musicians that played a backup for a lot of the guys there. Have you seen that one? I have not, no. Okay. I recommend that one to you. What about The Wrecking Crew in California? Wrecking Crew, yes. Did love that, that doc. Okay, yes. so that one's a lot like the Muscle Shoals one. How about 20 Feet from Stardom? Have you seen that? I don't think so, no. That's a really cool one. That's talking about these incredible uh, backup vocalists that work with the Stones and uh, and other bands where they are incredible on these tracks and you don't know who they are because they're 20 mm. feet from stardom. They're right behind the the big guys. Another one I recommend. And then I don't know your take on, on him. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure about my take on him, but Mark Ronson has this Apple TV series that is incredible because he goes back through the history of music and he looks at, you know, the 808 and all these things that came about and when they came about. Have you seen that at all? I haven't. I love Mark Ronson. I, okay. I would definitely check that out. I would check all of my, yeah, please send me over those. Uh, Cause I'd love to, to see them. Uh, no, I, I'll definitely check that out. That's uh, Mark Ronson's, you know, I would put him up there with, you know, production geniuses. I mean, that's nice to hear. Cause a lot of people and, and probably me at the beginning would think that, Oh God, he's kind of cheesy. And I don't know if I like this guy and the hair and the whole thing, but I do like his tracks and I like the stuff he's worked on. So it's, it's nice that somebody like you who's done it yourself uh, that also kind of, you know, likes him a lot too there so yeah he's incredible he does uh i mean he's he's did um i, I mean he's you know obviously the amy winehouse stuff is sure what he did with her and uh even I, I remember i was like in the late 90s uh this girl nick acosta i think she was the daughter of don costa who did uh, a lot of frank sinatra's music and i saw this this like um this thing i guess he does like a like a master class or something i saw mark ronson do and he was playing through these samples and it was that song and i look back i'm like oh he produced that nick acosta song like and it was like it was from like late 90s i was like wow i i, I didn't even know so he, he just goes so deep in what he's doing that you know you're just like man i, I didn't even know he was a part of this he's you do you know, feel the guys that are successful have a respect and appreciation of all but came before them and an understanding of that to make themselves good they you know if you're going to be good at this and you know how led zeppelin and how john bottoms drums were played and if you of course like me are a big fan I of see. rush 
you know, um, how, you know, the time signatures and how that kind of stuff is that makes you good in your genre of music. Do you think, have you taken that kind of to your love of Elvis and your love of the Beatles into, into the music you make? No, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you've just, you know, from production to, you know, lyrical to, uh, you know, simplicity sometimes, you know, like sometimes you just want to keep piling stuff on. So I was saying about like Timbaland and, and Pharrell, like, you know, like you listen to some of their production, like there's nothing, there's nothing there. It's just the best sounds, you know, and you have to just study like what, like, how did they get that? How did they do that? Or, you know, like, um, uh, you know, uh, Rick Rubin, you know, like, sure. Uh, just incredible, like working from with the Beastie Boys to Slayer to Johnny Cash and like all over the place. And he doesn't even play any instruments. He doesn't even know how to, you know, it's just, it's just his ear and just understanding that. And um, it was like with McCartney in that documentary. And, and I know he played bass, obviously, but just his bass lines, it's just like he's not, he's not theory. He's not trained like that. He just likes the sound of what he's doing. And their bass lines are intricate or whatever word I'm trying to say. I have some issues sometimes like you do, Troy, where I don't say things exactly how they want to come out. But um, his, his bass lines are complicated. Yes. And you would think, you know, did that complication come from just him doing something or have people realized that they're complicated? Because it's it's a weird thing, right? Yeah. You like you don't know where how how did he get to that? How did he come up with that? How did he get to that that point? You know, it's. And it's funny because, like, you know, you'll, you'll hear like stories and stuff. It's literally just him. Like, I don't know if you you watched um, uh, Get Back, the, uh, yeah. you know, but like he's just sitting there strumming, you know, and he, he figures out Get Back. And you're like, I mean, that's just, you know, that's how I don't think we've ever seen a song written in real time before. It's incredible. I mean, you got, I got, I get chills just thinking about it. You know, you're like, that's a master at work. Like, he's, you're watching him create this in real time. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, if, if you love music and appreciate music and you write music and produce music, you should study what came before you and, and, and pay attention to what's happening now. I mean, that's, you know, sounds change and, you know, you hear something, you're, wow, what is, what's that sound? What is that? Like, oh, you know, like, uh, like I, I was at a restaurant the other day and um, I heard this song and I was like, this song is so good. What is this? And luckily, you know, I use Shazam is such a great tool. And it's this like synth pop band from new york that has no followers no not you know i just i fell in love with just hearing this song and in, in a restaurant and um so you know i think it's just just staying a fan of music and, and and wanting to just absorb it any way you can you know well thank you for indulging me in in my music uh notes i'm going to start a new podcast we'll just be with you and we're talking <laughs> that'd be music awesome. throughout the, the uh that'd be, i love that yeah that'd there be great. you go there you go scott I think I just got one more Jim and Sam question. Yeah, I want I want to give Travis's due. You know, like I I said about you guys, he's so good at at his on air contributions when he chimes in. But it seems like he's kind of taken on more and more responsibility as the show goes on. Is is that the case? And how do you think he handles that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he has. I mean, and it's funny is he just he he steps up and does a does a great job i mean he really is a, a he really is a good producer and they when they rip on him it's just it's just goofing on him because he's and it is fun because sometimes he'll, he'll screw something up so it's always fun because and he's smug really good. yeah he is he is a, he is a smug uh s you could be s yeah yeah but uh yeah he does an excellent job he really is a good producer what are some of those um like kind of tasks tasks that he uh juggles behind the scenes I mean, just any of the like logistics with the studio, booking guests, um, 
you know, organizing uh, the notes for the guys and 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 organizing, uh, you know, like uh, we're having they're having an author in, so making sure the guys get the books and making sure that Jim and Sam get the sc- they see the screener, they see the movie that the people yeah. are coming in to promote, and you know that those kind of things, you know, just, <laughs> just rose from the ashes there. Yes, Mr. Toots did. Hey, you know, it's it's cool because a show that doesn't seem like there's a lot of preparation and a lot of, uh, you know, following a rundown, if you will. That stuff is part of a rundown, right? Giving the guys all the things that they need to do to be successful on it. But my favorite part is, and I've told this to Scott many times, I don't need guests. I just need you guys talking about current events and stuff that happened over the yeah. weekend. That's that's my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times yeah. it's doing too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. When you guys rap, it's and riff, it's uh, it's amazing. Obviously, the interviews are always great, but yeah, when you guys just talk, it's like so organic and and interesting and hilarious. And that's so all before, I got, Chris. Yeah, yeah. You? Before we let you go, I got I got two things. First of all, are you DJing or playing anywhere soon over the summer that people can come see you? Uh, I'm actually playing. Uh, when when is this air? Is this this will probably go this weekend. Maybe I'll oh, try okay, to get I'm, it on tomorrow. Let you. Yeah, I'm playing that. I'm playing tonight uh, here in New yes. York. City um yes i i'm playing new york city and then uh nothing booked as of yet but you know the summer they follow uh, instagram to see where you're you're gonna pop up yeah real black caviar uh on social media and you can follow my personal one troy kwan spelled with a q u a n um and that yeah i I post like where where black caviar will be performing and um everything you can find everything there excellent well troy you know yeah, we, we can't thank you enough for, for being oh, our yeah. first guest on here. And, and you know, it's just, it's wonderful for you to uh, support the show. I mean, we're just two guys having fun. You know, we kind of did this just because, you know, we knew 10 people might listen, but we uh, we like talking about the show. We do it yeah. anyway over the phone, so we might as well do it here. And it's nice that you, uh, you uh, gave us some of your time. And, of course, you know, we hope that maybe down the road you come back to the town square. Yeah. And I, I want to say great job, guys. We love it. And uh, we appreciate you doing it. And it's a great job to you both. I mean, I, I appreciate you listening and, and doing the podcast. This is awesome. And th- thanks for having me uh, come by. Oh, thanks so much for jumping in, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks again to Troy Kwan for an amazing interview that we were able to break into two parts for you guys. He was just so thoughtful and honest and, and funny. And man, that was it was great to talk to him, Chris. Yeah, it really was. And it's nice when you meet people that you like their work, the the entertainers, and they're true to how you see them, how you hear them on air. He he's a, he's a good guy, resourceful, interesting, and 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 sweet. And um, I I really enjoyed having the opportunity to talk to him. And uh, I hope that we have more opportunities to talk to guys on the show as well as others that are fans like we are of the Jim and Sam show. So please you're out there, come join us in the town square. Thanks for watching and listening to the Jim and Sam town square. Please remember to like and subscribe and turn on that notification bell, not Doug bell. So you don't miss an episode. And if you're just listening to the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it.